Josephine Parsons and how are you all doing out there? Um, I'm actually really good today, Josie. I'm vibrating with like a real manic energy um, because I'm moving house. Oh my God. Um, manic energy is good, like a positive manic energy. Yeah, like I'm just really like surging with adrenaline, like I want to do a million things, can't sit still, uh, really, really in a good mood. It's fun. It's nice. Yeah, we need to talk about you moving house. Wild. Yeah. Um, firstly, this is Frugal Forever. This is a podcast about money. Did we say that? I can't remember. <laughs> well, I, I said remember. this is Frugal Forever and then I said I'm Josephine Parsons. You still have to introduce yourself. Uh, well, it's because you asked a question. I was expecting a statement of fact, so I wasn't prepared for you know, <laughs> to be thrown to me. But, you know, no matter. I, well, I, said, I rolled with it. <laughs> well, I said, how are we all doing out there? I, I'm putting it also towards the audience because I want I want to know how they're doing too, you know? Josie's original intro is going to be, I'm Josephine Parsons, and I feel sick because I just say this self-worth 12-inch self. I was going to say I ate too much Subway. I wasn't going to specify how much Subway <laughs> I ate. So thank you for outing me. <laughs> Look, I, I would order a 12-inch too. It's fine. Never, six inch, it's not big enough. Um, Look, I have no regrets. It's just that I feel full. I feel too full, which is the problem. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, anyway, um, anyway. You moving house, Katie Cunningham, co-host yeah. of Frugal Forever. Yeah. Uh, tell us how, like, how did this all happen? Okay, well, so as you may or may not be aware, I have no idea if I said this on the podcast already. Um, you live last- <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, no, I went down, I went to Melbourne for December of last year for like three weeks, three and a half weeks or something, and house sat my friend's apartment while he was overseas. And it was a two-bedroom apartment, and it really just changed my world view because I live in a studio right now and I was like gosh it's very nice to have rooms and <laughs> a couch and a tv it's really like game changing and so then I got this little like little thought bouncing around my head of like wouldn't it be nice if I had more space wouldn't that be lovely so then mm-hmm. I was like I'm just going to go on domain and see what's out there thinking like I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't actually be able to afford more space and that that would kind of like nix that dream for me and I could let it go and move on. And so I started looking for like, if I was going to spend $50 a week-ish more than I do now, could I actually get an actual one-bedroom apartment as opposed to a hell studio? Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out you can. And so I'd kind of had these domain home alerts on for a while and been keeping an eye out. And I'd gone and looked at a couple of places and nothing had been like, you know, quite right. And then this place came up that was that's literally on my street now, which is very important to me because I didn't want to leave my current neighborhood because I love it so much. And I love the convenience. And obviously I need to be close to swap. Otherwise I just die. Um <laughs> So I found this place and it just ticked all of my boxes. Like, you know, normally, well, you wouldn't understand because you own a home, but um, normally when you're renting, (laughs) you go to inspections and it's like, there's always, there's always something wrong with every place you look at. And it's just kind of a matter of deciding like which things you're willing, like which things you can deal with and which you can't. Yeah. And this place literally ticked all my boxes. There's literally nothing wrong with the touch wood. Um, And I applied for it and I got it. So now I'm fucking moving and I can't wait. I'm so happy. I am so, so happy for you. I think you definitely deserve more space. I think it's great. And if it's in your budget, which like because of COVID and stuff, could you heavily negotiate? Was the price like down from what it normally would have been? 
Um, I didn't negotiate. Like I just paid the listed price. But um, I feel like, A, the listed price was actually really good for what it was. Um, So I didn't feel like, like I felt like that's probably maybe less than they would have rented it for normally. Um, And B, like my normal approach to renting houses, like what I did when I got this place was to offer more money so that like Mm -hmm. your application stands out or whatever. Um, And I didn't offer more money this time. So I was like, nah. Um, And also the real estate agent told me that some other people applied, but they lowballed and so they obviously didn't get it. So I'm glad that I didn't. Oh, very interesting. But I definitely feel like COVID allowed me to get this house for reasons which I will now explain. Um, one, Please. I feel like, okay, I feel like when I was a kid and you used to see people like renting houses on TV, you know, it's like this real estate agent shows them around to all these different properties and they're like, which one do you like? You pick. And then they're like, oh, totally. yeah, it's a beautiful one. And then I grew up and I realized that um, actually renting a house is fighting with 40 other people. Um for one shithole and you know you're just willing to take whatever you can get and you'll like suck in your real estate dick to get there um <laughs> and, but like I feel like COVID has actually flipped it back to where like the renters feel like they have more the power. renters have the power yeah, yeah. yeah which is so cool so like even just obviously there's no group inspections at the moment because pandemic so all the like you have to arrange a private inspection so it is just you and the real estate agent in there, which already makes me feel like I'm like Kim Kardashian or something. Wow. And so you inspected the place just on your own? Yeah, just me. Whoa. It was great. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously not fighting with, you know, as many crowds of, of people as you would normally have. And, you know, I just kind of like this property went up like one day on like a Sunday or something and I like emailed straight away and expected it the next day. So I just like was quick with everything. Um, but then also when I emailed my current real estate agents to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm giving notice because I'm moving out. And they wrote back and were like, okay. I, I said I'm moving out because I want more space. Like I need a bigger apartment. And they must have taken that as like she doesn't have somewhere yet. And they're like, oh, like, you know, let us know if we can help you find one. Like we might have something that suits. And I was like, what? Like you're offering me assistance? Like this is so bizarre. Um, yeah. So it's been this real like cool power reversal I'm into it. <laughs> you like it. I, I mean, it does make me worry about the real estate agents. I hope they're doing okay. But yeah, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> My God. Hey, I just feel like no one's fine at this time. But yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that it's all worked out for you. Um, this this is so exciting. It so is I wanna- so exciting. Oh, I've never, like, it's seriously saved my ISO. Like, it has turned me from, <laughs> like, I want to lay down and die to life is beautiful. <laughs> Yes, and this is why I told you that I think when you were like, oh, should I take it, should I not? And I was like, absolutely, because I feel like you need something, like a project that's Yeah, I did need a project, yeah. 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 I've just had the time of my life the last few days, like making spreadsheets and um, buying things that I need and (laughs) calling them to disconnect my power at my current property and all those admin tasks. It's really like, yeah, giving me a new lease on life. Yeah, totally. So this episode, we're talking about dumb ISO purchases and really like it's not a dumb purchase, but your biggest ISO purchase has been a new lease. Oh my God, it totally is. Like, yeah. (laughs) my mum did say to me because yeah as you know I was kind of like had this internal struggle for a few hours on the day when I got offered the property of like wait do I actually want to change like I might like what if it's a mistake and before I thank god realized like it was a no-brainer and I should absolutely do it Mm -hmm. um but my mum was like 
just make sure you're not just moving because you're bored. And I'm like, I'm definitely 30% moving because I'm bored, but whatever. (laughs) But still, it's a great, like you said, you have a bedroom and you'll have a living room and a kitchen and like, like you have a kitchen now, but this kitchen in photos looks so much bigger. It is so much bigger. Yeah. You're you're just going to have more, more room to breathe. And I don't think you'll realize until you're there, like how much that will help your mental health too. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Um, one thing I did try and <laughs> unsuccessfully haggle with the real estate agent um, over was I was like, could the owner get the walls painted before I move in? And they were like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I've listeners, I've been like really wrestling with whether I should paint this house before I move in because right now the walls are an off-white and I prefer them to be a white-white because I'm a winter and that's going to complement my skin tones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking I'm sorry, man. I don't want to look ugly in my own house because there's yellow undertone paint like making That me is color. not a thing. That is it's not a thing. Absolutely. It's absolutely a thing. It's that absolutely is- a thing. Think about it, Josie. Your backgrounds no. affect the way you're perceptive, perceived. Whatever. <laughs> I, I strongly deny that as a statement. That is not true. It's but true. Anyway. I swear to God, I swear some like celebrity interior designer said it and I was like, God damn, that makes sense. Probably um, like the CEO of Julux once said that, just like to make some money. That is just not a thing. You'll be hotter if you've got a, a, the right sh- shade of paint. Jesus Christ. They, I also reckon you're hotter to people who are taller than you because like, you know how in those old MySpace era angled photos, you like look, you looked better when they're like taken from above. Like if someone's <laughs> taller than me, like I must look better to like tall men than I do to short men. It's must like, seriously, doesn't that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I do, I do lift up the camera to this day when I take a photo. Cause oh yeah. I mean, you got to lift it up a bit, but like <laughs> the angles, um, but I want to know, oh wait, so what are you going to do about painting? Um, yeah, I think I've decided I'm not going to paint it because it's, Good. Uh, I'm very glad about this. Yeah. It's too much pain. And I've, I've painted both of the, like I painted the current house I live in before I moved in and I painted my bedroom in the share house that I lived in before that. And it is always so much worse than you think it's going to be like the first hour is like this is delightful what fun like (laughs) and then by the end of the day you're like I want to fucking cry I actually did cry the last time I had to paint my house by myself it was awful um so yeah I'm not gonna do it maybe when the pandemic's over I'll get my parents to come to Sydney and help me paint it then if I really want it done but yeah not worth like I got a quote (laughs) I got a quote to get it painted from some like friend of a friend and they were like $1,500 and I was like no thank you sir um oh, wow. that's actually cheaper than I thought it would be really oh my god I was like maybe I'd pay someone $500 but even that is like Phew. um no like I just I have it in my mind that that paying people to paint is just enormously expensive so yeah well, so that it. like $1,500 I'm like oh okay it's expensive but not I would have thought it would be more well, that's not even, like, that was just my living room, hallway, and bedroom. Like, that wasn't the bathroom and the kitchen, so it was not even the whole place. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. But <laughs> I did have some people say to me, like, why would you, like, put your own money into painting a rental? And I'm like, uh, because I have to live in it. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's such a, like, secret rich statement. Like, yeah, of course, if you're on track to buy property, you're not going to waste your own money, like, doing up someone else's house. But this is my life. Like, I need to live in these rentals, so I want them to be pleasing to me. Yeah. You have to have the paint that makes you look good in photos. I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. I swear to God, Josie, it's science. I'm going to fucking Google it later and show you. Yeah. I mean, look, I might be wrong. I roasted you before about how you pronounce Gal Gadot and I was wrong. So Actually, Josie, I need to admit something. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, I bought a dryer for my new house. What? <laughs> yeah. I so firstly, you said... You admitted the dryers were actually good because you had access to one and that I was right. And now you've even bought one on your own. Yeah. Um, wow. So, look, I owe you an apology. Um, Beautiful. But, well, no, I'm glad that you found out how amazing they are. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a thing of once you have it, you can't go back. Like mm. if, if my neighbours had never moved in and brought a dryer into my property, I would never, it would never have occurred to me to buy one. But now that I know how convenient it is, it's like I can't. I can't give that up. And also I got a really good deal. Like I bought it secondhand and I bought, so I was buying a new fridge for my new apartment because I just have this grudge against my current fridge. And I was like, get this fucking piece of shit away from me. Um, and so I, when I was at this secondhand white goods store across the road from my house, I was like, oh, how much a dryer is like, maybe I'll get a dryer too. And they were all, he had these dryers for like two fifty to $80. And he was like, oh, if you want one, you can just pick whichever one you want. I'll give it to you for a hundred dollars. And I was like, <gasps> Thank you. That's so amazing. Much. I know it is amazing. Um, so I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to pay $100 for a dryer. How much did you pay for your new fridge? Uh, only $250, and, but he's going to take my old fridge, so I'm, like, kind of trading it in. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very what happy else to you- spend that money. Oh, God. Thank you for asking. Like, I'm desperate to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> Let me open my You're literally, like, talking 100 <laughs> miles an hour. You're so excited. I know. <laughs> like, I like I really am vibrating with panic energy. Um, I, I love have, it. I'm, I'm, this is like the best tonal shift from last week. Like I'm just so I know, happy. I know. This is great. Um, okay. So I bought, uh, I took a print that I've had sitting around like in a tube at home to get framed because now I'll actually have space to hang it. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. Um, I bought a couch of Gumtree uh, for only $200, which I'm pretty happy with that deal and couch as well um is it like what is it from a store or is it a vintage one like what's no, it's the... just a vintage one from some girl around the corner in Marrickville um okay. so that like worked out super well and my removalists are just going to go and pick it up for me after they pick up my stuff from my house and move me to my new place and I got I haggled with the removalists and they waived the call out fee for me so that saved me $75 um well, so how I'm much is the removalist I th- it's 150 an hour I think so okay. I'll probably like probably $300, I reckon, which is fine. Um, I bought some new Sheridan towels because I have these dark blue towels right now. And the whole time I've owned them, I've hated them. because I'm like, why did I buy these dark, ugly towels? So I bought some crisp white towels from Sheridan just before. Um, Cute. And it's like you're living in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, really, really want a $200 smed kettle. Like I'm going to do it. I can't stop myself. Wait, wait. <laughs> Why though? <laughs> um, because they look stylish. And- I know I love I love smoke appliances, but like I feel like this is something. Hear me out. That you can sit on for a couple of months and then buy it. I know that logically, but like I can't. Like I can't. Like I can't. Like I've got this. <laughs> like consumer like blood blast right now like I'm like must buy things like everything has to be perfect and now I'm looking at my old like shitty silver fridge from Target or whatever and I'm like you piece of shit you <laughs> disgust me you think you're stepping foot in my new apartment you're fucking dreaming <laughs> um, 
So I, yeah, look, I'd I, say I, I'm just hours away from buying this skill. <laughs> I fully understand the urge, but the best advice I've ever gotten, again by Amelia Marshall, friend of the pod, most wise person ever. She is the most wise person ever. She, what? when I moved into my apartment and I was talking like you, I was like, gotta get this, gotta get that. So excited, gotta pay everything. And she was like, you will thank yourself later if you just take time and get things as they come and just like slowly build things up in your apartment. Cause like your idea of what it's going to be and how it actually is, it always changes anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. But I need the kettle. Like okay. <laughs> okay. I need the kettle. <laughs> like I almost bought a wine rack the other day because I really want a wine rack. Like that's like one of my fantasy items of like, when I have enough space, I'm going to have a wine rack. But then I was like, Katie, no, you should wait until you're in there to buy the wine rack to make sure that you actually have like a good spot for the wine rack to go. I'm but- so, I'm much more pro you getting a wine rack than a new kettle. I'm sorry, I'm powerless over this kettle. Like, I need to buy it. <laughs> Calling me. I am shocked. But seriously, dream, dream. Get having the Smeg kettle, Smeg toaster, Smeg fridge. Like- oh, my God, dude. That's that's where it started for me, the Smeg fridge. You know what yeah. it was? I looked at this listing online for an apartment that had, like, it came with a Smeg fridge for some fucking reason. Like, obviously, I'm sure you wouldn't have owned it. You have to leave it there when you move out. But I was like, oh, my God, imagine having a Smeg fridge. Totally. And then I was like. Maybe I'll buy a fucking Smeg fridge. And then I looked up how much Smeg fridges are. They're like $4,000. So that dream died. Um, they're but so then fucking like, expensive, but they're so chic. Like so nice. that is goals. Goals. Yeah. Goals, goals. So now that the kettle is a, like a consolation prize, you know, I feel like that's fair. Can't buy a Smeg fridge, get a Smeg kettle instead. Yeah. And like, yeah, but I mean $200 for a kettle. But I also found one on eBay for one twenty five, so I might just buy that right now. No, I'll wait till we finish podcasting. But like, that's <laughs> what's the tab open? <laughs> I was about, I was literally like moving my mouse to open tab to go to eBay and buy it. I know. Oh my god, close the tab. That is that is terrible. Um, you know what I also re- was feeling before I moved, and this was like I feel like this propelled me to move as well. Um, <laughs> you like I just literally was like huh, you got nothing left to buy. Like, there's nothing I can buy right now. Um, <laughs> like, I was Did like, well, I you, you moved because you wanted to buy more things. Yeah, like, that's 20% of the reason I'm moving. Um, Do you ever sit I, back and just think about how our podcast is called Frugal Forever? And like, <laughs> we're our, podcast, our podcast is about capital, how capitalism has infiltrated every waking moment, and this is me owning up to my own, like, you know, how capitalism has me in its grip i know um, we should be called like capitalism cuties or something like some other <laughs> alliteration <laughs> that's not like frugal. i stand off in the facebook group if you want to change on different <laughs> capitalism cuties. no i don't want that i don't want that but i'm just saying like <laughs> like sometimes the name i'm like yikes people are not getting what they what they came for but that's fine <laughs> um anyway okay so like obviously pandemic I didn't have any desire to buy clothes because it's like well what season is it even going to be when I get out of the house like there's literally no point <laughs> yeah buying anything right now but then I was like well I just simply do not have space for any more homewares like everything in my current place is in its right place there's really nothing <laughs> that can be improved upon I felt like um when I used to play The Sims when I was a kid and I'd like spend ages with my Sim and I'd like get it to the top of its career ladder and I'd have bought all the best furniture and then I'd be like, huh, now what? And so <laughs> I just have to junk that Sim and start a new Sim because 
like there was no way left for me to take that sim. And so and, until I got this new house, I was the old sim that already had like the cool love heart couch. Like there was nothing else for me to get. So I've just had to start a new sim family in a new neighborhood, buy some new stuff. I mean, reason to live. That's stop. really poetic. I think that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, that is just unbelievable that you uh, you signed a new lease so you can buy more stuff. But I can't wait. Can't Live wait your truth. Play. I'm glad you're being honest about it. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. Yeah, so that's just wonderful. Wonderful. Can't wait. I but now I'm like a proper TV as well. Oh, yeah. I'm buying a TV. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. I've already picked one I'm going to buy. Um, but like, see, this is what's like killing me with my excitement is that apart from this wonderful smeg kettle, <laughs> soon to be mine, um, I just can't really buy anything else for my new place right now because it's like, well, that's just like, I don't have room in my current tiny shithole apartment that I now hate with all of my heart. <laughs> Lame old apartment. <laughs> um, I don't have, like, I don't have room for it right now. So it's like, I just have to wait until I have the keys to my new place. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, keep looking up like coffee tables on Guntry, but I'm like, can't buy them yet. Killing me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does suck. But you will thank yourself later. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is yeah. so exciting. Yeah. It is so exciting. So, how much do you think you've spent already on your like moving costs? Oh, okay, or is it- great question. I've got it okay. right in front of me in my spreadsheet. Um, I've spent $1,600, but that includes my projected cost for the removalist, which I obviously haven't actually paid yet. Mm-hmm. And like the framing, which I haven't paid for yet, but like I would pay when I pick that up. Um, my moving budget is $2,500. And oh, so okay. I, I did, I did some maths before. And uh, once I've bought my TV, I've still got like a thousand dollars left to spend on um, bits and bobs and coffee table and, maybe a new desk but I'll wait until I'm in to see if I need one and yeah yeah cool yeah oh well God, I have $900 if no I'll have $875 if I buy the snake snake kettle off eBay <laughs> I feel like I it's can't believe I, I mean I know you're gonna buy it like there's I know. Really it, but I just can't <laughs> believe that's your like top priority People are going to come to my house and they're going to be like, ooh, smoke kettle, which is fancy. I would actually. I would say that. I went, yeah. went to a friend's house and she had, this was like years ago, and she had one of these kettles where you could pick the temperature. Mm. And it's like she made me a tea. <laughs> yeah, she made me a tea 80 degrees and I seriously was like, oh, my God. I okay, fuck. Mean. Okay, now I have a question because the smeg, there's smeg kettles that you can pick the temperature but they're more expensive. Should I buy a more expensive smeg kettle where I can pick the temperature? Well, uh, oh, how much more expensive is it? Uh, probably like another hundred bucks. Uh, a three hundred dollar kettle? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe no. I don't do it. Yeah. Okay. I do have to say, like the picking the temperature brings me so much joy, and I, I don't know what that is in my brain that does that. And then it shows, like, when you put the kettle back in the holster. So I ended up getting a kettle with the temperature, by the way. Um, and then when you what put it back on the holster. Kettle? Well, my mum bought it for me for my birthday like two years ago, three years ago. Oh, okay, sure. And she works at David Jones, so, mm-hmm. you know, she got the hook up. Um, I mean, she works at a popular department store. <laughs> what? Oh, I know she works at David Jones. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to out my mum, my sweet mum. 
And then when you put it back in the holster, it says like on a little screen how much the degrees is of the water. So it's like, you know how sometimes you have a cup of tea, you want another one, you don't know whether it's still boiled mm, or not? Totally. You can see on the screen, it's like, oh, wow, it's little things, man. It's little that's things. That's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, when I moved into this place, I bought, like, and I had to buy a microwave and an iron. And I, al- you know, I almost just like went to Kmart and got like the shooters cheapest ones. And I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to invest in like a good brand, like not top of the range or anything, but decent appliances because I'm going to keep them forever. And I'm so glad I did that to this day. Like so glad. So I feel Mm. like it's my kettle. It's all, you know, it's the same thing, you know, like my days of having Kmart crap, I just have to put them behind me. (laughs) Moving on up. I'm 30 now. I know, but there's like, there's like a Fisher and Paykel middle ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're just like sleeping. Smeg or bust. Smeg or came out of your two levels. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very exciting. Well, okay. So 31 <laughs> minutes or however long we're into this. <laughs> we, our topic for this week was the dumb things we bought in isolation. Yeah. Um. What, apart from a new lease and all of the stuff that you were saying that goes along with your new lease, what are some other things that you've bought purely because you're isolated from the world? Whew, I've got a long list. Let me unfurl it. Well, the number one dumbest ISO purchase I've made so far is this um, fucking rabbit vibrator that I hate. Um, oh, it's, no. it's so big. I feel like I've used it like two times. It's like caused me structural damage and they gave me thrush the second time. So I literally... <laughs> about it was 110 dollars. so dumb i've realized that buying sex toys while you're horny is like grocery shopping when you're hungry it's just like bad idea you know <laughs> not thinking things through properly <laughs> so that was yeah so dumb so is that gonna be left behind you <laughs> yeah like, I'm, I'm literally chucking it out i literally and sometimes when i get like an anger at an item like i feel at my old kettle right now it's like i literally am like get it out of my sight i don't even want it in my house like <laughs> I need it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I guess yeah, I can't resell this vibrator. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> although if anyone wants to make me deal, slide into my deal. Oh my god, Katie. joking, joking, <laughs> or am I? I don't know. <laughs> this is baseball. Um, uh, I also spent like two hundred dollars on home gym equipment, some of which literally arrived two days ago because Rebel Sport. Are- absolute scam merchants no Um, they're just overwhelmed with orders they're not scammers yeah but okay there's so much detail i could go into uh, the particulars of how they have actually scammed me but i'm not going to do Mm, it please don't um but like that was just just so annoying because it's like well if i'd known this was going to not come for a month and then you know iso might be like you know, I'm being optimistic. It might be halfway over by that point. Um, would I have bothered to spend $200 on this stuff? No. So that was pretty fucking annoying. Um, what else have I bought? I mean, on the plus side, we never knew that this plague was coming. So you, you can never be too prepared. So it's kind of good to have stuff in your back pocket just in case. What? Weights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, or if, you ever want to continue working out at the park and now you've got some weights that you can take or whatever? Yeah, but you can't take weights to the park because they're fucking heavy. Why? How heavy are they? Well, one's 15 kilos and one's 8 kilos. 
they ain't coming in my backpack. <laughs> They're staying at home. Mm. Okay, well, well, you've got a bigger place now, so you can work out at home. (laughs) I'm proud that I didn't buy a Switch, which I wanted, and I'm proud that I didn't buy that $700 velvet or velour or whatever tracksuit that I also wanted. Yeah, I'm really glad you didn't buy that. (laughs) Um, Oh, one other, like, purchase that I'm regretting is, uh, you know how I said I bought all those books off eBay, like, right when the pandemic started? Because I was like, oh, the library's closing. I'm going to order these secondhand books off eBay. No, I don't remember you telling me that. Oh, well, I did. Anyway, they're from the UK. Obviously, there's, like, no fucking flights between (laughs) countries anymore. And so the books still haven't arrived a month later. And now I'm moving house. There's no tracking because it's, like, cheapo postage. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm never going to see those books, am I? So that's, um, that's a bit of a stress for me. Oh, no. But mm. won't they get sent back to the post office? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I can yeah. get them. But it's just, like, it's different than my smeg kettle will be where there'll be a tracking number and I can redirect <laughs> it if I need to. <laughs> this is just all of your hopes and dreams into this smeg kettle. <laughs> the smeg kettle is going to make me a proper grown-up. This smeg kettle is going to perfect my life. This smeg kettle is a missing puzzle piece. Yes, you're, you're, you're parroting exactly what capitalism wants us to think. One purchase will be a happier person. <laughs> Wait, so how much did you spend on these secondhand books? Um, not heaps. I think I bought – I probably spent about $50 on them all up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like it wouldn't be the end of the world if I didn't get them, but still annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you bought, Josie? Okay, so I put it all – down and since the 20th of March which can you believe so 20th of March I'm pretty sure I was that was my last day at work oh my god can I just say I have my period for the second time during this pandemic I can't believe I've been inside my house without any social interaction for a whole lunar month how awful is that but I'm more like, has it? How has it only been a month? I feel like I've oh, lived I lived three. Yeah, years no, that's true. I do. I do really feel like I've lived three years. Like I grammed this photo. I don't know if you saw. Oh my guys, have I even mentioned how Josie's deleted <laughs> the internet? We'll get. We'll circle back to that one. I can't even get into it right now. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to talk about. It. I'm happy to preach about my ways. <laughs> I grammed the photo from February, and I like captured it like I miss February, and I was like, dude, that was like. Like that Two was like six ago. weeks ago. Like That's- what? The- it feels like an eternity ago. Like I feel like I'm Rose at the end of Titanic right now. Like looking at the fucking jewel of the sea. <laughs> Wait, what's the jewel? Can you explain this metaphor to me? Titanic. <laughs> she throws the fucking the necklace into the water, and then they show her the necklace when she's an old woman, and she's like, "It's been eighty-two years." And then she oh. like that's how I feel looking at photos of my life from February. I'm like, "Oh, wow, when I was young, oh, the fun I had back then." Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know what you're saying. Before I interrupted you. Just go on. This <laughs> no, no, no. But like, well, that's what I like. Twentieth of March is when I started making. Ooh purchases mm-hmm. pertaining to isolation so that's when I went to Kmart and I spent $48 on black shorts um tracksuit pants a hoodie and a top and I feel like mm-hmm. that's something else and another top and that was all for like to be comfortable loungewear ish yep. stuff um so yeah that $48 and then another thing that I bought in isolation 
is your town tickets. Um, oh, my God. I just sort of back <laughs> to that. <laughs> you already own property. Why are you doing this? Guys, okay, mm. explain to everyone what your town is if people don't know. I would like to put a caveat at the start too that your town is a charity, a very good charity, and so buying tickets, you're really supporting a charity, but really okay. it's for my own gain. But anyway, you buy tickets to this house lottery and – you go in the running, you can choose between two houses. One of them for this particular lottery was in Noosa and it was so beautiful, like trees everywhere. It was very like mid-century mod, like cladding house. Oh, stunning. And then the other one was in Mornington Peninsula. And, yeah, and they're just like the most beautiful houses. And I just love like buying into that dream, you know, and then you wait until the day comes and then they they like they have a Facebook live where they yell out the numbers, which I watched, obviously. And um, did you win, Josie? I didn't win. But look, two tickets, fifteen dollars each, thirty bucks. What's thirty bucks? You know? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, right. that little bit of excitement. The only problem is that I think it does a little bit of damage to me because I really convinced myself I'm gonna win every freaking yeah, time. I feel like you definitely convinced yourself you were gonna win one time, I remember like two years ago. Like you really <laughs> believed it in your heart and I was like, um it's probably like a one in a million chance. <laughs> well one in four hundred thousand, but yeah, definitely. Oh I, <laughs> every time. And then like I go for a while where I'm like, No, Josie, be realistic, you're not gonna win your town. And then I just fall off the wagon. And I feel like because my mental health was in such a precarious state, I was like, I'm going to buy your town tickets. But anyway, what can mm. you do? Mm. Um, I spent $50 on pillows from Target. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted those cushions, pillows, whatever. Um, I've spent $96.48 on books. Mm. So yeah. those are books I bought Better Red Than Dead, Harborside Bookshop. And last night I actually, like, bought a book you know when you get like an urge where you're like I have to read this right now so you buy it on your kindle uh sure yeah well I had an urge to read something very specifically so what I just it? bought it on kindle uh well, I don't want to say say because it, it might be a bit illuminating for oh where God, I am right it. now oh my god what is it tell me well it's reasons to stay alive by Matt Haig oh I read that I hated it <laughs> Maybe I, more. I love it. I love it so really? much. Yeah, I feel like it's a real warm hug of a book. It's very, it's really enlightening, really helpful. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a two-star book to me. Yeah, that did not did not help me want to live at all. I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like it. And it's, I yeah, it's just like a good, easy read. I feel like he's a very good writer. Oh, God, I, li- I could I was snoring my way through that book. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I saw it on your Goodreads. You marked it as red. I wanted to know what you thought of it. I thought it two stars of it. That's what I thought. Did you really give it two stars? Yeah, I just said I gave it two stars. It's a two-star book. Oh, no, it's not. It's a, it's a three-and-a-half, four-star book. No, it's a two-star book. Sorry. I think maybe if you suffer from depression, it's very helpful. If you don't, I think it's a bit um, like I was whatever. wildly depressed when I read that book. It did nothing for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Well, mm. agree to disagree then. Um, yes, yeah, so I bought that on like Amazon Kindle store last night for like twelve dollars. So God, I do I feel, feel bad. Sorry. <laughs> I what feel like what? <laughs> spending money on Kindle, it's like money into the air. Like it's like spending money on electricity. It's like you're spending money on a product that doesn't even exist, you know? Like You don't think electricity exists, Katie? <laughs> No, I literally don't understand how we're charged for electricity. It's just 
in the air. Like, just let us, just let us use it. I mean, I think I prefer hardcover books, obviously, but it's just like those rare times when you're like, I want this thing now. I want to start reading it now. And then it's still a book. You still consume the same content. And it's still the same experience. It's just in a different medium. Mm, okay. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Um, and then otherwise I spent like $46 on coffee this whole time, which $46 in a month on coffee is like nothing. I've hardly That's had nothing. Yeah. Wow. I know. Cause I have, I've hardly been going to the cafe. Mm. I've just been like drinking at home most days and I'm like, Whew. and then like a bunch of other stuff. Like we had to buy the, this microphone for, to do podcasts at home. Stuff yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. so all up in purchases that are not like, they're not purchases that I need or like part of my everyday life or bills or whatever. I've spent $410 since ISO began. Oh God, that's nothing. I didn't total up how much mine is, but look, I spent $200 on books. I spent $110 on the vibrator. I spent, um, $200 on the home gym. Um, I feel like I bought some other shit. Oh, I bought a coffee pot for like $40. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what that adds up to, but more than your total. Yeah. Well, I just like, um, yeah, that, that amount, like that's how much I've spent on like retro sweat as well. Like donations to, to do those classes and stuff. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just haven't spent that much money and I'm, I'm a little bit panicked about spending money too. Like Mm. I'm a little bit like, ah, Mm. yeah, I, I definitely like, I feel like I spent a big chunk when I so started on like panic buying all those things that I thought I needed and just like stocking up on groceries. Like I spent like Mm. $300 on groceries or something. And I'm not like a hoarding freak or anything. I just had, like, I normally keep like no groceries in my home because I live on a main road. So I just buy things as I need them. It's not like I'm like advanced buying all this stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I like had to buy, I don't know, essentials for the first time. So that was like freaking expensive. Um, yeah, I spent a bunch of money at first, but now, now, especially that I'm not paying $70 a week for F45, it's like, I hardly spend any money at all. Like I still buy a coffee mm. every day. That's kind of it. And then like, you know, whatever I spend on groceries, but like for the next two weeks, I've got all these meals in the freezer and now I just, I need to eat them all before I move house. So I'm just literally like not going to cook for the next two weeks and just eat these freezer meals. Um, oh, true. Yeah. So I don't oh, yeah. have to spend any money, except now I'm paying 50 cents more for my coffee every day because I used to get a 50 cent discount from my key cup and now obviously <laughs> keep cups are no, so but you know it's fine support the cafe I'm happy to give them the extra 50 cents yeah I um I definitely uh, was spending way more on groceries but I don't really count that as part of my yeah no like yeah. this is more like discretionary spending that I'm thinking about yeah um yeah it's ugh, it's crazy which like there's a really cool thing for everyone if you're interested there's a really cool thing called donate your commute so like whatever you spend on your opal card or whatever you spend on your transport costs for however long COVID and like you have that spare and you want to donate it to a charity. Um, I'm pretty sure Everyday Hero are doing a, a like campaign about that. So that's an option if you wanted another way to put your funds. Just like that's that a little spiel. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, you know, what's funny, I think, is looking at all the things that have sold out. Oh my God. I just remember something else I bought. What? Hold up, rewind. I spent $200 on cotton undies. What? One pair? 
Oh. <laughs> okay, so before I, you know, had the joy of moving house coming to my life, I was like just, you know, decluttering everything I own, which was didn't give me much to do because I live in a tiny apartment. Everything's already <laughs> extremely decluttered. But I was like, you know what? And oh, and because I was desperate to buy things and spend money, I was like, now is the time for me to chuck out all my rank old like cotton undies that I've had for like years that have yeah. period stains on them and buy some new undies. Because like normally if I buy new undies, it's like I'm buying fancy undies, which let's be real, I don't wear them very often. Um, I was like, I just need new everyday undies that don't suck and aren't hideous. Mm-hmm. And so Bonds were having this 40% of sale and I just went ham. Like I just bought so much stuff. And then a couple of days later I returned and bought more undies from like jockey or something who make these really good undies um yeah yeah, i've got 200 dollars of cotton undies coming my way but that's great that's like a real investment you wouldn't have to buy undies again for ages yeah and i also felt like with the undies it was like yeah i can't move house with these like rank old undies hanging around like they gotta go like remember when you teased me for buying bonds undies (laughs) yeah vaguely but i can't remember (laughs) no when you buy undies from the supermarket in a four pack or something yeah, if they're Bonds ones. They sell Bonds at the supermarket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Still, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's so funny. No, it's funny because Alex was buying them. Hey, darling, you want me to pick you up some undies? With the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. He texted me saying they're on sale. Would you like me to pick some up? Yeah, that is sweet. It's a nice act of service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah I would um, love to know like other people's ISO spending habits whether oh, they're like oh sp- yeah saving or spending more hang on the thing I was gonna say is like yeah the things that have sold out and this is why I remember oh, it right. was yeah. like before I bought these undies I really wanted to buy a tracksuit because I was like well what else am I gonna wear oh my god I just remembered another thing I spent money on <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I bought two pairs of gym tights from some like brand in Melbourne because I was like I need active wear. All I'm going to do is wear active wear. And then anyway, that was like $120 or something. And then I was like, I want to buy a tracksuit because the only other thing I'll wear is a tracksuit. And so I went on Bod's website and they're literally sold out of tracksuits. Like they're gone. Like everyone in the world is like, I need to buy a tracksuit. And like other things that are sold out are like Nintendo Switches, as we know. Um, like mm-hmm. bikes are currently sold out. Um, yes. So Alex is like really into mountain biking at the moment and he went to 99 Bikes, you know, like big bike chain last week. And he couldn't, like people had been waiting there for like two hours just to get into the store. What? It's crazy. People are like, and like if you go to Kmart or Big W, all of the bike section is just fully wiped out. It's like, Toilet paper, but bikes. It's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, and home gym stuff as well. Like, I mean, as much as I'm angry that my shit took a month to arrive, like, like, I'm also lucky that I got any at all. Like, all home gym stuff is just, like, completely sold out everywhere. Yeah, it's also crazy, like, about the tracksuit thing because I, I, like, yeah, when I saw began, I obviously was like, mm, really want some cozy clothes, and that's why I went to Kmart. But mm. now there's, like, sets. Like, everyone's buying, like, cute matching set yeah you gotta have a cute matching set is yours yeah. not matching no oh Josie well that wasn't a thing five weeks ago when I bought my Kmart stuff <laughs> yeah no I want max I want mac matching I want like a red matching tracksuit a red yeah. matching tracksuit yeah another thing that's sold out um apparently is hotel suites so my I went for a walk with a friend this morning and he told me that um 
he was saying to his girlfriend, like, oh, you know, if we're going crazy, like, cooped up in the house, like, why don't we just go and book, like, a suite at the Q- QT or something right now because, you know, they'll probably be really cheap because no one's staying in hotels probably at the moment and we can just, like, have, like, a f- fun, like, luxury time for a couple of nights. And so he got in touch with someone at the hotel to be like, hey, like, you know, what discounts are you offering at the moment? And they were like, nah, man, like, suites are completely booked out. Like, we're charging more than normal because everyone has had the same idea as you and it's like I want to get out of the house and go check into a hotel but is that even allowed like wouldn't that be like a non-essential outing going to stay at a hotel well I don't know but I mean if you're doing it with your partner like Mm. I don't know yeah I don't know look I'm not here to cast judgment on the legality of hotel suites I'm just saying they're popping right now yeah no I mean neither I just that's really interesting Huh, I wouldn't have thought. Who'd have thought? I also think it's funny that, like, in this time, capitalism, like, can't even keep up with our demand for these items. It's like, okay, for once in my life, like, every, like, Nintendo, if you told Nintendo two months ago, dude, everyone in the world is going to want to fucking switch, they'd be like, hell yeah, hell yeah, Mm. like, our bread is buttered, baby. And now everyone wants to switch and they can't even provide because they're too slow. Like, no, it's not that they're too slow. It's just like things, I think this is the crazy thing about, corona right like things take time production takes time i was reading an article on slate about the reason that there's no yeast because like (laughs) like yeast takes so much time to create because it's like a bacterial culture or whatever that you can't just be like boom done out to the stores like things take time to make switches take time to make it's like we're all so impatient we're like we want it right now yeah well they could be making money and they they ain't because they're too slow (laughs) i i like i'm like i'm (laughs) i'm really just starting to get back to basics you know katie i just feel like covid is trying to make me what was that (laughs) nothing katie No, no, I can explain. I can explain. I was fiddling with it because it's within my reach. <laughs> I wasn't clipping my nails. I was just fiddling Fucking with it. Yeah, right. Away. You was not. I'll send you a photo of my rank nails to prove that they haven't been clipped recently. Oh, a shiver just went down my spine. <laughs> um, for context, I got angry at Josie the other day on a Zencaster call because she was clipping her nails on the call. And I was like, no, I was filing my nails. Clipping your nails on a call is disgusting. Filing your nails is different. Anyway, the noise of it was disgusting. I didn't realize that was audible. I'm sorry. I was just playing with it. I was like <laughs> playing with it in my hands. I've moved it away. Really I mean, yeah, and again. I'm. And I'm sorry that my filing of the nails was audible too. Yeah. It will never be. happen again. <laughs> um, no, what was I saying? Oh, um, yeah, I just feel like it's making you appreciate things slow down. Like, yeah, I feel like you're in the stage where you're, like, wanting to buy more. I feel like I'm in a stage where I'm, like, wanting to buy less. I just want to stop. I want to stop everything, hence me getting off social media as well. Okay, yeah, guys, can we talk about Josie being off social media? So annoying. It's been one week. I'm sick of it. Every day, <laughs> Josie. Two messaged, days. <laughs> whatever. Every day, Josie has messaged me and said, What's going on on the internet today? I'm like, <laughs> oh My God, I'm. <laughs> so hey, look, something big might have happened and I might have missed it. But so far, nothing. And I've asked me, uh, some other friends too, like, What's happening? Everyone says nothing. So it's like, yeah. Why be online? Yeah. Okay. I just found I found that it was just like making my sadness worse. Just like like just endlessly scrolling. It's just so bad for you. 
you know I know that's really annoying I know I'm being really annoying but <laughs> I don't know it's fine like it's just who you are as a person so it's not well, annoying <laughs> no just like <laughs> I'm going to like overcommit to this thing for like I feel like this is being too harsh, but, you know, you get, you get very less focused on things for a week or two and then you forget about them. So I'm like, oh, she'll be back. She'll be back. Give her a week. You know? I mean, I, I did tell you that I'd be back. Like I can log in whenever I want. I'm just choosing not to right now. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad you've set boundaries for yourself, Josie. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, should we go to money content? Yeah, let's. We're f- we've been going for a long time already and I feel like it's All right, who's first for money content this week? I feel like I went first last week, so maybe you can go first. Hmm. Okay, good, because mine's not that good. Um, I just have been really struggling with money content lately. I just feel like... Yeah, you haven't in- been trying very hard, have you? Okay, <laughs> that hurts. I have been. It's just that I'm not, inter- like, I'm not interested in the news. I'm not interested in yeah, no, content I right now. Like, neither. I have no attention span for anything. Literally, unless it's like... Gilmore Girls. I'm just like, mm, eh, not interested. See ya. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, no, I, it- I'm. Oh, Sorry, I yeah. just feel like I'm struggling to even read right now. Like, it's like, can't. Brain says no. Like, no focus. Totally. And that's the other reason I had to, like, put some boundaries around my social media use because I was like, I'm just fried, man. Like, it's so bad. Mm. But anyway. Anyway. My bunny content although I'm realizing that this was from one month ago this article (laughs) came out um but it's called what will happen to independent bookstores it's on slate and it's all about like the different ways that bookstores are like changing their business processes the reason I found this really interesting is because in an alternate universe where say I do win a your townhouse or I win a hundred million dollars in the lottery or just like some great fortune befalls me. Like I want to own a bookstore so bad. I want to be like Meg Ryan and you've got mail. I want mm, to like mm. make like cool little displays and have a cafe out the front and have like a really grumpy barista and we have really good banter or something. Mm. Like I just want that to be like my dream. cool, that's like my dream life. Yeah. And so I've always just like been really fascinated by the business model of bookstores. And this article just talks about how, you know, obviously it's always been really hard for independent bookstores, but the past couple of years they've started to grow in popularity and a lot of the community has rallied around them. And, like, bookstores are just mainstays of community. Like, you can't have one without the other. Um, and there's been a, there's a lot of events and stuff that bookstores hold that they can't do anymore and just the ways that they're that we all know that they really have been taking a hit because of COVID. Um, yeah, and I just thought it was really interesting and put it in the vault for when one day I have a bookstore owner too. There cool. You. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I've got good money content, so don't worry. I'm here to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll I'll come. I'll do something good one week. We'll see. Okay. You used to be really good at money content. Anyway, never mind. It's no, it's a hard time for money content also because I feel like every most things from the US right now are kind of, not relevant to us exactly. so I can't get any content from there from my usual and there's not much Australian money content that like you can really yeah, sink your teeth into yeah so I'm just a bit like 
and also yeah yeah anyway I, yeah. I did find this one good article so it's called and yes this is the entire headline bear with me it's very long don't understand what their editorial decision was there but that's um it's up to them tech startups want to reinvent the bulk aisle groceries most glorious affordable unwieldy section that's going to be harder than it looks by kareen van in the counter which is a website i'd never heard of before but um basically this article was saying how bulk buying and by that i mean you know like um those little kind of hippie co-op places where you go in and you take a scoop of lentils and you put it in a bag or whatever and you go weigh it and like that's how you buy the food yeah yeah, that's what they mean when they say mm-hmm. bulk buying in this article. Um, and it was saying how bulk buying is actually, it's like cheaper for the consumers. It actually makes supermarkets a higher profit margin than packaged food does because they aren't paying for like all the branding and packaging and whatever. And obviously it's heaps better for the environment because there's no plastic and crap. Um, and also with mm-hmm. the kind of doomsday-ish, you know, vibe around grocery shopping at the moment of people you know panic buying and hoarding and stocking up on shit there's actually like this kind of newly increased demand for it and people are seeing the the worthiness of it um so this article you know kind of sets out to answer the question if if you know if bulk business is such if buying bulk is such good business and so good for everyone involved why does it lurk in the shadows of most supermarkets like why is it not a thing um Mm. and kind of explains that, well, like, A, the reason is because of just brands and, um, you know, kind of the adverse nature of this kind of buying has made it undesirable territory for brands um, who, you know, need packaging to, like, tell their story. And also brands kind of call the shots over gross, like, over supermarkets. So this this article was saying, and look, I actually don't know if this is true of Australia, but um, it was saying, like, oh, you know, like, grocery stores themselves don't really advertise that much like they just let the brands advertise for them um but i feel like we see a lot of woolworths and coles ads in australia so i don't know if that's quite true for us but um basically mm-hmm. it was saying like brands kind of call the shots over supermarkets they're at like supermarkets supermarkets are kind of under their thumb a bit um but then there's also this kind of it has like that kind of buying has this um image problem i guess and like you know people associate it with like dirty hippies or like they think that there's hygiene concerns from buying stuff. It's like they can be if it's not done properly. Um, So basically, you know, saying for those reasons, like supermarkets aren't really interested in, you know, putting in the effort to figure out a way to make bulk buying foods work. So instead uh, like tech startups are like innovating in that area and trying to make bulk buying happen. And, um, so, like, there's one company um, where, like, these people are working on this dispenser where, like, as, as like, the lentils throw through, it's like their volume is measured instantly so you don't have to weigh and pay. Um, and, you know, basically it's talking about how this, this uh, I don't know, like the whole bulk buying thing is just not very user-friendly at the moment. Like, and I think that's totally true. Like, yeah, yeah. Co-op- opposite my house and I go in there sometimes I literally don't understand how it's meant to work and I'm afraid to try and get things out of the dispensers because I have these visions of like an entire bucket of lentils like accidentally spilling onto the floor um and yeah and yeah like the whole for it or something yeah and the, the whole thing is just so fucking confusing and also there's maybe the sense as well of like not understanding how much a thing is going to cost until you're at the like until you go to pay for it because you know it doesn't actually have like 
a packaged price and you'd have to do the maths of figuring out how much it weighs, which obviously yes. I'm never going to do. Like, um, have you ever been to malls where they've got those like lolly things in the middle? Just yes. Like in the middle. And just one time so I told you, man. Yes. And you. I remember like me and a friend, we got like a bag and started just like putting stuff in being like, Oh, this is fun. And then got to the front and it was like $50. And we had to be like, ah, we're so sorry. <laughs> and then I had to walk away. Cause it's like, what the fuck? You know, it's yeah. always so much more expensive it's, than you think yeah, it's going to be. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm scarred by that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this article said that, um, like in a focus group that someone ran, like the biggest consumer issue with it was the idea of like cleanliness. Um, and th- there's this quote that like they don't want to shop in a funky, dark, dirty bulk food experience. Not that plastic plastic is clean per se, but people have this illusion of it being a clean and safe protector. Um, uh, but then there's this other company called Smart Bins that's like, I don't know, trying to come up with some other solution to it. And um, they had this quote in the article that's like, if you told someone 20 years ago, you're going to be building your own furniture at home, they'd say, no, I'm not. I'm going to buy it at a store and get it assembled already. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, but being able to shorten supply chains and pass those savings onto the cons- uh, onto the customer in the same fashion as Ikea would change the way that like, you know, people grocery shop and Stuart's like, I hate Ikea personally, but they own the market because they won the supply chain and, you know, by eliminating packaging from grocery shopping, that's what like these tech startups are trying to do as well. Um, so I just thought that like that whole thing yeah. was really interesting. And I, you know, I feel like this is kind of, this is probably a moment in history where it should or could take off because, you know, people I think are, baking their or making their own food from scratch more than ever like you know people are like really invested in that process of like doing things themselves and so would you know be happier to forego like kind of pre-cooked things and do it themselves and um and yeah and it also made me think of so I went to Cuba a couple of years ago as you know Mm -hmm. and like one of the big so obviously Cuba like socialist country just no capitalism no brands which is just crazy to witness like all the little ways that affects everything um but one of the funniest things to me was their grocery stores which are like two shelves with like rice beans um like a few other staples just in these like un like unbranded bags or jars and like that's it and I was like oh, this is what food looks like when you take brands out of it. Like, yeah. it's, but it, you've just never seen that before. Like living in Australia, it was so funny. That and just super trippy. Yeah, like the supermarkets are, are so tiny because there's not like capitalism hasn't come to invent all these like million different variants on like fast foods or like products that we don't really need. It's just like, no, these are the essential foods and then you go and make your own meal from them at home. It was so crazy. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That's a, that's really good. I'm, like, all for that. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. But, yeah, I like, uh, I hope they can figure out a way to make it work because I was reading that and I was like, yeah, it's it shouldn't be this hard of a job, but yet it it is. it does seem difficult to crack away to – to actually make it like user friendly and like uh, you know deal with all those concerns people have around like cleanliness and whatever and make it appealing to supermarkets and blah 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 
but it's such a no-brainer as well. Like <laughs> it would be better for the world. Like everyone would be better off if we had this way of buying food, you know. Everywhere. Yeah, and like I another thing that like I consider a barrier to those kinds of stores is it's very like hipster and cool, but if you make it just sort of normal, it won't yeah. be as intimidating as well. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good one, Katie. Yeah. Um, should we <laughs> say a good thing for the day because it's 4.15 p.m. and I really want to go and exercise before it gets dark? Yeah, go. Let's go. What's your good well, thing? I mean, obviously my good thing is that I'm moving house. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, um, well, I ex- exercised in the park today and that was really fun. Nice. Um, yeah, and with a friend, which was really good. Um, my other joyous thing is that we ordered Messina last night, takeaway, mm. small businesses, and mm. it was fucking delicious. I forgot how good Messina is. I forgot how good, like, good ice cream is in the five weeks that I've been isolated. <laughs> um, yeah, and it just brought me so much joy and happiness. That's lovely. Oh, um, and another one really quickly is, mm-hmm. as well as reasons to stay alive, I'm reading How to Do Nothing by jo- Jenny O'Dell. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really good. And it was going to be my money content for this week, but then I stopped reading it to read Reasons to Stay Alive. Um, but it's got some really, really good points about, like, capitalism and, like, the attention economy and productivity and all of that stuff that, like, you and I are super interested in. So mm. watch cool. this space. Yeah. I, before the libraries were illegal, I had that requested at the library. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll read it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah all right well i gotta go exercise stay frugal guys um blah 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 this has been great we love you guys wait wait just really quickly i just want to say thank you to all of our listeners for listening during this time i love you guys all it's probably just like our friends but um no it's great thanks for sticking with us and yeah yeah we see you and we love you bye bye (laughs) 